Hi, I'm Eve Kalinic, a nutritional therapist and author. And I'm Rosemary Ferguson, a nutritionist and a functional medicine practitioner. And this is The Wellness Breakdown. We have lots of clients walk into our clinics asking us about the newest wellness fads that have taken Instagram by storm. But these trends can be so difficult to get reliable information about, so we thought we'd help. Every week on the show, one of us will set the other one a challenge, testing the validity and the effects of some of these wellness trends. We will test these trends and record our progress over several weeks, days, or even months. So please join us. This is The Wellness Breakdown. We are super happy to say this series is supported by Simprove. Simprove believes that living your best, feeling your best and looking your best starts from within and we could not agree more. Their unique water-based food supplement containing live and active bacteria was created to support a healthy gut. Our friends at Simprove believe that this can help you gain the most from your life and Rose and I completely agree. If you want to find out more about Simprove, go to their website. The link is in the show notes. Right, so this episode is about macro tracking. I am going to ask Eve to macro track for the next two weeks using a macro tracker. (laughs) I'm going to ask her to use my fitness pal. My question really is why are people so fixated on macro tracking? And is it a waste of time? For those of you who don't know what macro tracking is, macro tracking is where we track our macronutrients and you write down every single thing you eat every single day. And you also can add in your exercise, add in what you drink. You can, you know, you can get really extreme on the amount of detail you put in. And macro tracking is something that never seems to go out of style. It seems to be particular in the diet world. People who are trying to lose weight tend to do it. From a nutritionist point of view, from my point of view, it's totally out of date, miseducated and not how I feel food should be consumed. So as you can hear, I have quite strong views on this subject. A lot of my clients I see are very focused on tracking their macros. It's a way of keeping them in check. So there are lots of different macro trackers out there. One of the most well known is MyFitnessPal. And actually, just to be clear, there are times when macro tracking are useful. If there is a specific issue at hand and you're trying to get to a specific goal, the macro tracking and these apps are super clever and they're linked with your exercise app and they're fantastic for that. The issue that I have with it is when it's producing a negative relationship with your food intake and you are counting calories and counting carbs and it's to the detriment to your relationship with food. That's when I have an issue with it. I mean, I would love to know actually, Eve, while you're doing this, how long you spend tracking your macronutrients daily because I would imagine it's quite a lot of time and in a world where we're trying to relax and let go, the idea of holding that so tightly and spending so much time doing that, I feel is quite punishing. It's something that I've never had any interest in doing, as you can hear, and it's something that I feel quite strongly about because I think it feeds the wrong food culture in our world. But I will be really interested to see how he gets on. It might be that she finds a fantastic guide and reminds her that she hasn't had enough protein today or enough carbohydrate today. So what I want to do is I want you to get the macro tracker, which you can do on your phone. We're going to use my fitness pal. 
and I want you to track your diet and see if it inhibits what you eat, see if it changes your eating habits, see how if it adds to stress in the day. Does it make your day less enjoyable? Does it change your relationship with food? Do you start second guessing yourself? Do you start lying on your macro tracker about the little Milky Way that you had at lunchtime? So for two weeks, use your MyFitnessPal and I want you to track everything you eat and drink and see how you get on. Right, so I'm starting my macro tracking for two weeks. I've downloaded the MyFitnessPal app. I've already recorded breakfast, which was a couple of eggs on sourdough with some avocado on it. And I'm already racking up close to apparently what I should be eating all day for my fat. So this is going to be an interesting two weeks ahead day two and it takes quite a bit of time actually to find the things and put them in the app so just for ease of convenience I've decided to basically eat the same today that I did yesterday I wonder if that's what happens with people because they just can't be bothered to find other things on there so I think like looking at my day yesterday my macros are definitely way off like I'm eating a lot more fat and actually could eat more carbohydrates even though I'm over the calories that they give me per day. So I think that maybe made me think about rebalancing some of my macros a bit. I feel like it's already even shifting my relationship with food by the fact that I'm even questioning that. Day five, and it's been a kind of strange few days really, just like trying to measure everything and also just looking at the stat in that I, according to this, am overeating or overconsuming on my fat intake. And I never really thought that that was the case for me. And actually, I'm somebody that I feel like I need fat. So yeah, it's kind of strange because then I started really thinking about that. And then with some of my meals where I just would put oil or whatever on, I'm actually now thinking, oh, I probably shouldn't have that. And I really don't like that, actually. Yeah, not loving it. Oh, and really time consuming. So that's the other thing. It's like, do I really want to spend hours logging food? Not really. I prefer to be in enjoying it and doing other such stuff. Day 10 and you know what it's pretty much going as it was before as soon as this challenge is done I'm never doing it again it's faffy it's annoying I definitely feel like it's changing the intuitive way that I'm eating and I can definitely see how that might spiral into what's not a very healthy and intuitive relationship with eating and food and body image and all of that stuff I guess it's been interesting to do it because I know a lot of people that do do it and if you're not going to have any emotional relationship with your food then it might be useful but I just think that the other side of it is far outweighing it certainly for me and I think my most of my clients so I've got another four days left to go and then I will promptly be deleting the app but I will let you know how I get on at the end of my two weeks so I've completed my macro tracking challenge and I'm actually glad that I'm finished because I found the whole thing rather tedious, massively dysfunctional and frankly the things that I would rather be spending my time doing than logging my food. I can see how it gets quite addictive and almost shifts people's relationship with their food. Yeah, I'm not convinced about this. I wasn't really before and I'm definitely not now. It's not something that I generally use in my practice either but I guess it's been a bit insightful 
insightful as in it sort of affirmed my beliefs in a way and my feelings around it so in that regard there's definitely been some positives to take away from it but yes I am promptly now going to go and delete the app with a smile on my face and then go and intuitively have whatever I want to eat. Eve, how are you doing? I'm doing well, Rose. How are you? I am very well. I'm quite excited about this one. So take it away, Eve. Tell me how you got on. Okay, so look, I'm not going to lie. I think both of us are hugely sceptical about all of this stuff, even though it has become really popular, particularly with the fitness side of the industry. I guess that I find the whole thing just so kind of prescriptive and actually removing your intuitive relationship with food. I mean, I started off obviously downloading the app. There's quite a few out there, but there's one that people tend to use the most. And that was the one that Rose told me that I had to use, which was MyFitnessPal. And so I did all my stats and then it came back with what I needed to follow in terms of macronutrients. And so started on day one and logged to my breakfast, which was a couple of scrambled eggs some butter with some sourdough and half an avocado and I was almost at my daily fat quota so I was like this is going to be interesting being like (laughs) he had one meal and (laughs) I've you know I've got the rest of the day to go here anyway so I completed the first day was way way over my fat intake I think I had something like a halloumi salad at lunch with some olive oil on it, probably some like toasted pine nuts in it, because I'm just trying to think where all that fat came from. And then in the evening, I think I had some sort of like roast chicken with the skin on, because what's the point if you don't have the skin on it? And some sort of new potatoes with some butter, maybe some leafy greens. I probably put a drizzle of olive oil on that as well. And so, yeah, it was like massively over. But see, on the face of it, I would say that's a really nice, healthy dinner delicious day of eating anyway so day two I was like oh maybe I've got this wrong the one thing I did notice is that actually I had a load more carbohydrate allowance left but not only was I well over my fat quota, but I was also well over my overall calories for the day as well. Obviously, then I was like, I need to maybe just reduce the fat and then up the carbohydrates. So day two, I did do that. And I just started to get a bit irritated, even on day two. It's just like, it's sort of telling me what I should eat and what I should do. And actually, intuitively, I feel like I need a lot more fat in my diet anyway. And fat is really satiating. Does it distinguish between which fat? So if you were eating margarine, like or hydrogenated fat does it have a distinction between those well it does but it breaks it down into monounsaturate polyunsaturated in the app itself but it doesn't say this is a good one or this that's the that's the other problem i have with that app is that it doesn't sort of differentiate too much like a piece of toast with some you know sugary jam on it would be less calories than say a piece of toast with an egg on it but actually bang for buck you're getting more nutritional value in the egg on toast aren't you yeah and i'm not saying there's anything wrong with the jam on toast i'm just saying that these apps are not accounting for that at all it's just about the numbers as it were so i did then readjust what i was eating and i just found myself like in the evening i was like oh this would be nice with a bit of sesame oil on it i think i was doing stir fry or something and then i was like oh maybe i need to check the app and i thought honestly this is ridiculous and i'm sure that if i kept on going with it that actually it would have changed that intuitive approach to what i was eating and so i could see how that could become really i was going to say soul destroying it is a bit 
And that's because of the kind of mental energy and all the bloody time spent logging as well. I think I said that in the diaries that I feel like some days I'm just (laughs) like, oh, you know, sod it. I'm just going to eat the same thing and I'll be over my fat content. So I'm sure that people do eat the same thing because they can't be asked with like, you know, finding the new foods and logging it and spending all that time because it actually is quite a lot of time doing all the logging. But it sounds like after day two, it was already having an impact on how you eat. Now, let's be clear here that Eve is one of the healthiest people. And I don't mean healthy and like everybody thinks nutritionists to eat, live on grass, leave. I mean that Eve is one of the most balanced. You know, she looks healthy. She's perfect weight. So the idea that Eve is already on day two starting to question what she's eating. This is my big bugbear about macro trackers. It gets me going because I just feel like it interferes with a good relationship with food. Yeah, definitely. I completely agree with that. I just think it takes away any sort of intuitive approach because on day-to-days our bodies are going to need different things if we've had less sleep if we're more stressed if we've maybe exercised more we're gonna I mean that that does account for exercise actually because it also counts your steps if you wanted to do that and then it increases your calories for the day but I feel then that's a really negative even relationship with exercise it's like you've got to earn the food do you know what I mean yeah and again I don't agree with that either like exercise is not there for that it's there to help you feel fitter and stronger it's not there so you can earn your food and I feel like there was definitely that sort of reward thing going on that didn't actually affect me so much but I have heard people go oh I've got to do x amount of steps so I can get the calorie you know and so I can see how longer term that might actually even negative impact on your exercise so you're not doing it because it makes you feel better you're doing it because you want the calories to earn the food and so yeah I felt like emotionally for me and certainly if anybody's got any issues with food and let's be honest like a lot of people with all the nutritional advice out there might have slight not going to say dysfunctional relationship with their food but even if it on a minor level I think this could really feed into that Rose you know even for me who's never had that the thing that strikes me about these macro trackers is it takes the joy out of food and eating definitely many of my clients use macro trackers and they're obsessive about it And, you know, any extreme behaviour of any sort is not good, whether it's excessive drinking or excessive eating. But, you know, that excessive, obsessive inputting of stuff. Actually, I mean, it even leads back into the phone. It's addictive sort of. I'm on my phone all the time and Mm. I I haven't logged that thing, that mouthful of something that I, you know. And I mean, I know that's obviously a stereotype. And I'm sure there are people out there who use it, you know, in a less obsessed way. But in my experience of seeing them in clinic, they do concern me, actually. There are times when they can be used. Useful. So if somebody is morbidly obese, then it might be useful for them because it can show people actually, you know, some people don't have a grasp of what they're eating. Either they're eating too little, they're eating too much. And actually sometimes a macro tracker can be a way of saying, you see, you're not eating enough or you're eating too much. And it can be a useful tool for that point. For people who are eating really fine and just eat a normal diet, I think that shining a light like this onto it is a really negative thing. I'm really struggling to find positives here, guys. I really am. (laughs) But I guess it was that I did... I did notice in one situation where it might be beneficial is, and this is, I guess, why it's so popular in the fitness industry is if these people are like in competitions and they need to make sure they're getting enough of certain macronutrients to meet their nutritional needs because there is a real thing with energy deficit and athletes. So I understand why somebody like that might use them. But for your average Joe, I feel like the cons massively outweigh the pros on this. 
Oh, actually, no, I do have one positive thing. Go on. I do. We're hanging on your every word. No. So some foods, I was quite interested and also positively surprised at their nutritional value. I mean, I kind of knew that like tempeh was high in protein, but I didn't even realise it's higher than tofu. So that was actually quite interesting. Okay, good. Well, there you go. Let's end on a positive. Yeah. Now, let's hear three things that you learned from this challenge. Three things that I learned is that tracking your food does definitely not lead to a healthy emotional relationship with your food, in my experience, is probably the biggest one. Second, that I did learn that it was really time consuming and I didn't like the feeling of having to earn your food based on the calories in, calories out method on it. And the third, to put in a positive here, is that I did learn and have more appreciation over some foods and their nutritional density because I could see that there were higher values in some of the foods that I didn't realise. Right. Thank you for that. And what did you get from my challenge, Rose? One, that Eve doesn't like macro trackers. Two, that Eve really doesn't <laughs> like macro trackers. And three, that Eve will never use a macro tracker again. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I pretty much feel the same way that you do. Well, thank you for making me do it. You're welcome. Thank I honestly think it was worthwhile doing for sure because I've always been really sceptical about them for the reasons that we've all discussed, but never really felt the inclination to do it myself. And because... There are a lot of people, whether it's clients that come to us in our practice or, you know, events or whatever, or people just asking about it. I think it was important to just go through the process as well. Yeah. Thank you so much for doing it. You did a great job. And I look forward to the next challenge that we face. Yes. And I look forward to seeing you soon. See you soon, Rose. Take care. Bye. 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 Next week on The Wellness Breakdown, I challenged Rose to get to the bottom of the age-old question, is a glass of wine a night really good for you? This is a question many of us have pondered over, so don't miss that episode. couple of quick notes before we go but they are important ones make sure to subscribe to the wellness breakdown so you get automatically notified about new episodes wherever you listen to your podcasts we really want to hear from you and what you all think of the show be sure to send us your thoughts comments and what challenges you would like rose and i to take on next write to us at inbox at thewellnessbreakdown.com or find us via instagram at the wellness breakdown details in the show notes too you've been listening to the wellness breakdown our podcast presented by me rosemary ferguson and me eve kalinic this podcast was produced by one fine play from one fine play james bishop is the executive producer kasra Ferruzia is the audio and visual engineer connor foley is the editorial producer and researcher additional creative support from selena christophidis this episode was recorded by kasra Ferruzia. Thanks for listening to The Wellness Breakdown. We would also like to say thank you to our sponsor, Simprove. Without them, the show wouldn't be possible. Like us, Simprove believes everyone deserves to get the most out of their lives. And one of the keys to this is a healthy mind and a healthy gut microbiome. Of course, do seek a professional medical opinion if you need advice. If you want to try Simprove, head to the Simprove website and use the code wellnessbreakdown15 for 15% off your first order. And please, if you like the show, rate the podcast and subscribe as well.
Hi guys, this is just a quick reminder that although we are professionals, if you're in need of health advice, please visit your GP. The information in this podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes only and does not substitute for medical advice. Please consult a medical professional or provider if you're seeking medical advice, diagnosis or specific treatment.